I started getting um, narcotics shots and pills, um, shots directly into my back and- For pain? Yeah, really heavy narcotic pain medication. Welcome to Tarao Let's Talk Podcast, the show that aims to share a Filipino's perspective on the ironies, the triumph, and the complexities of life. And being a Filipino expat, I'm your host, Belle. I'm Lynette. And ako si Mark. Medyo pa-importante yung guest namin ngayon. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone who has... Listen to our episodes before, you know who he is. Sa mga hindi naman, uh, our guest for today, he, his name is Kevin. Welcome back, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. We missed you. I missed me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Panalo. Yeah. Panalo. When are we having the other two spouses in here? Nako. Oh. Uh, Si Mrs. mukhang malabo. I, I don't think she's gonna... I, I don't know. Shy type daw siya, shy type. Maybe you should get the rope out. Gawa ka na lang ng ano, you know the cardboard picture of her beside you. <laughs> right, right. Right, right. That'll work. Yeah. That'll work. Anyways. Going back, Kevin has spinal stenosis. According to Cleveland Clinic, this is what I got from Cleveland Clinic. Babasahin ko, mga kaibigan. I'm gonna read it. Not a big word. <laughs> Spinal stenosis is the narrowing of one or more spaces within your spine. So, less space within your spine reduces the amount of space available for your spinal cord and nerves that branch off your spinal cord. So, a tightened space can cause the spinal cord or nerves to become irritated, compressed, or pinched, which can lead to back pain and sciatica. Mm. Naintindihan nyo ba? Ako hindi ah, ako, ako hindi. I didn't. Can you please explain <laughs> in layman's term, please? Uh, let's ask Kevin. Can you tell us a little bit about your uh, disability? Okay, so my disability is... It's more... It's a com- combination of uh, a hereditary disease. We think we got it from my uh, my father's side. We don't know if he got it because he he was in the the Vietnam War, right in the area where they used Agent Orange, and they think it that might be connected, because he has it, I have it, my three brothers and my sister, we all we all have it, and lots of back problems. Mm. So, um, but then that in combination with um certain things that. You know, when you're young and in high school that you do not too bright. Uh, like what? Like playing football, oh, playing gotcha. rugby, I see. surfing, I see, I see. and uh, not caring about, or, or more like thinking that you're invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, what's a good example? Like, like surfing. Um, there's a beach in on the Big Island where mm-hmm. I grew up. It's right. called Hapuna Beach, and it's all sand. So during the winter time, when the, the hurricanes, um, like in uh, probably uh, Alaska or Japan or the mm-hmm. Philippines, when mm-hmm. we have 
really, really big hurricanes or typhoons in that area, then Hawaii will get really big swells, ocean swells. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And mm-hmm. so this beach that we one was one of our favorites, if if the swell hit the beach correctly, you could get anywhere from ten to fifteen foot just close out beach break. So there's like the point break stuff. Uh well <laughs> except there's no out. You can't escape getting crushed. Oh okay. uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and we would we would surf it anyway because it was there. And it was fun. It was fun for us. And then, uh, so, you know, things like that, like high impact things that, um, I mean, you get injured. Like I got, I had a, one of my collarbone over here. I broke mm-hmm. that uh, when I was wrestling in high school. And then. Wrestling as a sport or wrestling as like WWF, <laughs> WWE, uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Well, I, I broke my collarbone wrestling as a sport. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but we also did the other one too. Yeah, but that yeah, was the yeah. Play. Um, but you know things like that that when you're young you don't think about it and you you heal quickly. Yeah, yeah, but th- then, that's true. But then you don't think about the long term effects. So um, fast forward when I was in the Navy, how they found out that I had it was uh, I was stationed on the USS Tennessee. Um, the ballistic missile submarine in um, we were in Norfolk, Virginia, mm-hmm. at the right. time in Dry Dock, and I had fallen. Um, uh, this was in the winter of two thousand nine, I think. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, it was especially hard because the uh in the Dry Dock normally there's a elevator that you can take to go all the way down to the bottom of the Dry Dock, and you can take do tours and do whatever you needed to do. But mm-hmm. for some reason, the elevator was broken. Um, okay. And so we had to take these stairs. And uh, the dry dock is, I would say, somewhere between seven to ten stories, like a normal building, but deep. Mm. Right. So we had to walk down these um, stairs. And there's like handrail and stuff. But the winter was really bad and the stairs had iced over. And so I slipped and I fell and I hurt my back and it was really bad. And that's when at the Portsmouth Medical Center, uh, or that's when after I went and got x-rays and CT scans and MRIs, and they found out that the center of my spinal cord was smaller than normal. So it wasn't because of the fall? No, the, the fall made it worse because the, um, if you compress the spinal cord, then the nerves that come out to the sides, right? They also get pinched, and that's what was happening to me. So it was like in my neck and then in my lower back, both I had uh, really bad um, pinches. So when did you get diagnosed with this? Uh, what age were you back then? Uh, thirty-seven, maybe. Oh. But no. prior to that, you were feeling pain already, or not yet? No, before that, I, I. Didn't Nothing. have any pain. Um, it, if any, it was temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple times in uh, like two thousand three, two thousand four, um, that I did have a lot of pain. And one time it was when I was on the USS Louisiana, a different submarine. They had to medevac me off with the helicopter when we were out to sea because of of the pain. 
Yeah, my I had a really sharp, what do they call it? Like pins and needles. A sharp pain down my left leg. Mm-hmm. And um, when I went to see my doc, the um, corpsman, the medical person person on board the sub, then he looked at both of my legs, and my left leg had atrophied. It it had uh, shrunk. Mm. Like you could, if you looked at both of my legs, you could see it. It was a big difference because of the nerves. It's not getting circulation, right? That's why it. Atrophied. No, no, no. It's not. It's not the circulation. It's just that the because. The nerves aren't working properly in that leg. Then I started favoring the, the right side. The other leg. More. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And so that's what that's when they decided to get me off the ship or oh. off the sub. So during that time, were you walking like? Um, were you limping? Um. After after the pain started, yeah. Then I, I would I would lean more on the right side when I walked. But a lot of a lot of the times, it's, it's more just being dumb. Like not thinking about it, yeah, right. Because you wanna you wanna do the job, or you wanna get getting wanna get work done. So mm-hmm. you just ignore it, and you just take it every day, and you think it's you know just maybe like getting old or something like that. Mm-hmm. When you fell, that's when it became pronounced, right? Yeah, well, that's when it got really bad. Um, it was it was so bad that they um I eventually got put on uh. I forgot which one I was first, but I got I started getting um, narcotics shots and pills, um, shots directly into my back and for pain. Yeah, really heavy narcotic pain medication. So like house, right? Huh? Mm, like Doctor House, like House Vicodin. Yeah, like I was thinking either <laughs> like Vicodin or oxycodone or right, right, whatever the other one is. Um, and then at one time they had like uh like. Women, when you um, go to give birth, then they ask you if you want an epidural, right? Before the pain, that's what I got. I got an epidural, mm. so they shoot the steroids or the pain medication directly into your spinal cord. Yeah, so that sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced that epidural thing until until the pain medication starts working, it does. It sucks. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How did it affect your daily activities? I mean, uh, what were the things you weren't able to do after that? Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't um, walk. I couldn't sit for long periods of time. Um, if I sat down, I had to lean to the right. Right. Um, and then uh, I had shooting pain down my legs, down my arms. Uh, I f- it felt like... like uh, Somebody was shocking me from like my neck all the way down to my the fingertips and my legs all the way down to my toes and mm. it at, at at the same time it feels like um well still it feels like somebody's taking like a a needle and just randomly stabbing me all over the place. So it's not just the back or the pain is concentrated on the back or is it no? Like, it's all over. It's all over. Yeah, because you don't you don't realize like like for example my um. From up here in the cervical mm-hmm. spinal area, the nerves that come out, they go radiate down your arms and they go down like into the upper part of your chest and your back. Mm-hmm. And um, for your lower back, it's mainly the legs and your butt. Um, it branches out to the front. So basically you can't do anything, right? I, I mean, yeah, if, at the time if I couldn't, I couldn't, well, I wasn't supposed to drive, but I had to get around. Mm-hmm. 
But, because... but, exactly, but I mean, you're, you're telling me that you had a hard time like even walking, right? Yeah. So, and even like doing other stuff because it affects everything? Yeah, it affects everything. It's just, it, you just feel really sharp pain all the time. And then when you, when I was on the narcotics, um, with the narcotics, you can move. I can move, but I still can't drive. I can't do anything because I'm on narcotics. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but you can't feel pain. Well, I could, I could still feel it, but not that much. Yeah, not that much. Mm -hmm. It made it tolerable. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But I mean, I was on narcotics for two or three years before they sent me down to um, Tampa to get uh, weaned off. So um, you got surgery for this? Yeah, I got I got a fusion in my neck and then a fusion in my lower back. But they said that it uh, before I, I had the surgeries, then they said that the surgeries would it helps seventy five percent of the people, and I was I'm a part of the twenty five percent that mm. it didn't help oh i see so how about now i mean no now i don't know it's better um it's more managing pain and knowing your what your what my limit is and when to stop doing whatever i'm doing or mm -hmm. understanding that I can, I can no longer carry really heavy loads mm -hmm. anymore mm -hmm. um and it, it's uh like for me it was a uh it felt really, I want to say demeaning or, no, like you, you, you can't do the things that you used to be able to do. The things that like other people rely on you, like if, if they need help. Mm -hmm. um, like one of the things I love doing is I like working on cars. Mm -hmm. And um, before all of this happened, like I could, by myself, I could like pull an engine and transmission out of a car by myself. Right. Right, um, right. But no, no, I can't do any of that now. Um, I mean, I can change the oil. <laughs> gotcha. But nothing to do with uh, really straight, uh, high strain or heavy, heavy loads. I mean, obviously, a lot of it is physical, um, that aspect. But a lot of the most of it is like mentally accepting what I can't do anymore, and mm -hmm. more like looking at what I can do. The biggest letdown was that I, I couldn't stay in the Navy. They, they medically retired me. I was, I was forced. Well, yeah, I was forced out. I didn't want to leave. Mm, but mm -hmm. they medically retired me. And then it's like, you, like I, at the time, I had been in for almost 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't planning to leave. I was planning to stay in as long as I could because I, right. I, I enjoyed that job. I loved I mean, I, I didn't like being away from my family, but I love being going out to sea, and it was a job with a purpose. Yeah. Um, right, right. So uh, having to give up, I guess, or or not, not more correctly, not being able to do that job, and I even... Anymore, yeah. Yeah, I tried to change... Uh, it's called a rating. The job description that you do in the military is called a rating. Mm -hmm. I tried to find all kinds of ways to stay in. Like I told them, I told to ask the detailer if there was something, some other rating that I could, I could be instead mm -hmm. of a nuke mm -hmm. on the submarine, I would be like a, someone sitting at a desk, you know, right. yeah. doing right. admin work or something like yeah. that. But they said, mm. no, I, I had to, I couldn't stay in. 
So that was very frustrating for you. Yeah, that was the most depressing thing that uh that I felt. There was a part about not being able to do all the things I enjoyed doing, but mm -hmm. um yeah, having to give up that part of my life and then it's it's like uh you're forced to stop whatever you love doing and then having to find yourself or figure out what your life's going to be now, yeah. what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Got it. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was rambling. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's all right. That's all right. It's, uh, it's good, actually. <laughs> what are uh, the common misunderstandings about uh, your disability that you want to clarify Mm -hmm. to to everyone um some misunderstandings like one of the i think the biggest one is that like right now i could i could be sitting here or sitting on a couch or something and you you don't see me and like i'm not crying or mm -hmm. lying down writhing in pain or something mm -hmm. like that so the the misconception is that um you must be you're good to go you know right you're, you're not in pain but yeah for me it's it's just uh i guess you get to the point where you accept that you're just always going to be in pain and i mean bell always calls me grumpy because i think well i no 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 because it's i think a part of it is i am i am grumpy because um sometimes being in pain constantly yeah uh-huh it affects you it, well yeah it definitely affects me and it affects everybody around me mm -hmm. right. um so uh i mean it's not an excuse for being grumpy or stuff like that mm -hmm. but, but i mean if you're constantly in pain it's it's something very um it's not nice it's not yeah. a nice uh no, yeah, it's, it's very you know uncomfortable I mean? feeling you know like yeah it it affects your uh, psychological, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, like like I mean, I mean, Bell Bell sees it sometimes. Sometimes like my arm or my leg will jerk, or I think if I'm sleeping, mm -hmm. if she if she's sometimes it it wakes her up if I'm uh, I get spasms. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes when I'm like even when I'm driving, my uh, especially my left side, my if I'm holding the stereo wheel, the my left arm will jerk, and then yeah. the car will kind of mm -hmm. shift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are there s certain movements that like accentuate the pain? Yeah, I, I don't like for my for my neck. I don't. Um, it took a while to get this like a, as a normal action. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't turn my head like that. Yeah. Like fast. I used to be able to look straight this way. So it's like gotcha. you're you're having like you a have a stiff neck. Yeah. Yeah, I have to turn my whole body to look that way, and then like I think I think like Bell's seen it. If if I do turn my neck too much, then it it it, it shoots pain. Yeah, it, it'll trigger it. So and then uh, not um, obviously not twisting my back mm. or like bending, especially to the left side. Yeah, and then some. Sometimes, yeah. if if I'm sitting too long, then like I'll I'll lean to one side or I'll shift to the other side, and mm -hmm. it's just a mm -hmm. constant, you know, trying to find something that's a little more comfortable than comfortable. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how's life at home? Like, does it make you more like helpless, or do you think that having this um, disability make you more like, oh, I'm stuck like this? After I I got medically retired, mm. I mean, I think I had about a year of that I was like seriously depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's a bunch of other things that was going on at this at the time, um, like. Uh, my ex-wife and I, we got divorced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit after. And then, so I had, um, like, I, I was living in an apartment and there were some, I would say, weeks where I wouldn't come out or just sit on the couch or lie down on the couch more and uh, just, like, stare at the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, I I hadn't... So you were in a dark place. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hadn't um I, I hadn't accepted what was my new normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I was uh depressed in that I I was constantly thinking about what I used to be able to do mm-hmm. instead of looking at what, what I can uh-huh. do now. Gotcha. Um, and mm-hmm. also doing the things that I enjoy that I still can do. Mm-hmm. So the the only time I would come out is uh, like to see to see see the kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That was really the only uh, or part of the only things that really made me happy. Um, mm-hmm. It was a really crappy year. How did you turn that around? Yeah. How did you cope up on your situation? Yeah. What What motivation did you do? Or um. Well, during during that time, I, I, well, I shouldn't say that I I stayed in the house because I still had to go to uh like uh my medical appointments. Mm-hmm. And so I was still seeing like a neurologist and orthopedics and physical therapy and uh what else I was doing acupuncture, acupressure, and I was seeing a shrink. Mm. And um, yeah, I think at the time this was before we met. We had started talking, started talking. but mm-hmm. um, my I think I think it was my psychologist that I think she was a Dr. Brinkmeyer. She had me um, well, she had me do this every month, but it wasn't until like a, at a certain time that I was you know writing down the things that I can do that I do enjoy and. Like looking to like what would have I done had I stayed in the Navy and then you know retired later? What would I ha- would have I done after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was on that list that one of the things that I did was uh, like go back to school and finish my degree and stuff right. like that. And um, that was uh, I think that was about the time that we started talking. Mm-hmm. And then so I I decided to go back to school. Um, she had arranged to for me to see like a um, school counselor and to you know make a plan of um, based on my experiences and all the schooling I already had what degree that I that I would like to get mm-hmm. and so that's when um, I went in to uh, finish my engineering degree. So that slowly got you on track back. Yeah, on track, it, it I mean. was more something. I think part of it was. Like having a goal, something that I could do mm-hmm. and having a goal, but then also not sitting in my apartment and just doing nothing. So right. I, I think a lot of it just, you know, doing stuff, even even if I had gone to the beach every day and walked down the beach, then 
Mm -hmm. that probably would have helped. But, you know, I was just stubborn and stupid and I just stayed in the apartment instead because it was easier. Uh Yeah. Yeah. At least someone had pushed that, okay, you're not stuck in this kind of thing. You have some other abilities that you can still do. Right. Yeah. This one is for Belle. So why am I part of the interview? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, of course. You guys are like that time you haven't known about his disabilities, right? Um, I can't remember when he told me, but he did tell me about it. I didn't know the extent of it. Yeah. Because there's this thing about when you say disability, especially I think in our in the Philippines, mm. you think disability is somebody who's like on a wheelchair, mm. yeah, can't hear yeah. or uh-uh. are blind. Mm-mm. But the truth is, you can see a normal a, a person and they look normal, but they can be disabled. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And, and that's how Kevin is, un- mm. unless you know him fully well or you know his story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you adjust? As you said, in our culture, you said that he should be like sitting down or in a wheelchair or what. But you see that, okay, he's normal. You feel like he's not disabled or what, right? So how do you cope up on that one? I had a glimpse of it when he went to visit me and he had this really, really bad Mm. back pain. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have one of those cramps. Have you ever had those cramps in your legs? Like in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night, you're sleeping and then you suddenly wake up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had that before, but probably a lot worse. Um, I had a glimpse of it, and that's when I realized this is more serious than I had initially thought it was when he or told that, me. Or that I told her. Mm. Yeah. I could because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't say that I'm disabled. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't advertise it. Gotcha. Or that, uh, like, for example, the anybody that leaves the military in the United States, they get evaluated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um based on your medical history in the service and they give you a rating it's like a percentage Mm -hmm. right of uh disability and if if you're over 30 percent then they retire you with benefits so when i got out they rated me at 100 percent. for them i'm 100 percent disabled if somebody asked me then i don't i don't i don't know maybe it's something that i don't like to say like Mm -hmm. like mark Mm -hmm. said like you said um, I mean, I'll tell people that I, I retired or I, med- I was medically retired out of the Navy. But like Bell said, it's only if you if you know me, like our, our friends know about my condition, mm-hmm. but my neighbors don't know. I just want to uh, want to have a grasp of it. If you're walking like a mile or let's say a distance, how many minutes before it gets bad? I mean, yeah. If we were to go walking like every single day, then mm, I can right. extend the mm. time or the distance. That's not the problem. The The problem is like some days if, if we go walking, I'll be able to go maybe just around the block here. Mm. Right. Really, really short distance. And mm-hmm. sometimes we can walk all the way down to, what is it? We went almost to McDonald's. It's like, yeah, a couple miles away. Mm. So it depends on um, like a day or like the the way you're feeling on that certain day. Or like what he did for the day. Because he's like he said, he's a little bit stubborn. So he'll pick up something. And uh, you admitted you're stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) But he'll pick up something heavy. And I would just remind him not Mm. you're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. So, Belle, yeah. how do you make him feel better? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Net, where are you going with this question? <laughs> no, I mean, 
Rated G. <laughs> well, it's up to Belle on how she answers it. Yeah. My nieces and my nephews are gonna ask me, "What does that? What do you mean?" No, it's like, how do you comfort him? Like, how do you um? How do you alleviate the pain? No. <laughs> Help me get through it. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. How do you motivate him? Like to see in a positive way. Yeah, positive way. It's difficult for me to see him like that, but. Um, the best thing that you can do is to support your spouse, mm. your partners, and mm. just be there for them when they need you. And just, you know, remind them of the things that they shouldn't do. Mm. Even if they get grumpy, it's for their own good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in terms of exercise, Kevin, can you still run? I mean, run? can you run? No. Jog. Not, I, out of the question. Well, I can, but it hurts a lot. I can't. I can't do any uh like high imp. They call it high impact. High impact. High intensity mm-hmm. training, like hit yeah. trainings. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I used. I used to do um. Well, besides weightlifting, I used to do like uh plyometrics. Oh. And mm-hmm. jump mm-hmm. training and stuff like that. And right. Yeah, that's all out now. I mean, unless unless the doctors that I'm seeing now at the Veterans Associate or VA at the VA, if they can, you know, just take out my spine and put in a Terminator spine or something like that, then that would be good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've seen like a, a video on like, but it's more on like if you have scoliosis or something that they put like a metal bar on it mm-hmm. to straighten it out, but not for I I don't think it applies for spinal stenosis, no. right? No, the the only thing they can do is they can uh what do you call they make the opening bigger. Yeah. I guess grind it out or shave it out or something. But I think that's very it's it's very dangerous, right? Yeah. Because you're really close to the um the spinal column where the nerves are. So yeah. if right. you if you even nick it or touch it then you can paralyze like one arm or something like that. So yeah, that's why I, that's why I think it's dangerous too. Mm. Yeah. Like my the last doc last neurologist that I saw, he said that um he wouldn't he advised me that it's not worth it to to go another surgery because the, the risk is too high. Yeah, the risk is too high. He said he said for example my neck after they redid um they did more MRIs and CT scans then he said I had three levels that he would have to fix and if he did that then and everything was went well my neck wouldn't be able to move. It would be locked because the, like, for example, the fusion that I have, it takes two of the vertebrae and it clamps them together. So it doesn't move at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he would have to do that to three other ones and it would just be one rigid type of thing. So basically you can't do any more movement with your neck with that. No. You're just going to be like a like Batman. <laughs> yeah. The Michael oh, yeah. Keaton Batman. Yeah. yeah. I have to talk like this. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm Kevin. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. You know how sometimes you want to help people, but you don't know how to reach out to help them? So mm-hmm. what advice can you give people like me who has a spouse like you that's going through something or diagnosed with something? Um, I guess the, the, the biggest thing would be to, like, I mean, even though, yes, I'm stubborn and... A lot of times I don't want to talk about it, but 
for other people to under knowing mm. what your condition is and uh i guess the extent that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that way that way you understand or you kind of understand what's going on mm-hmm. um like sometimes the kids will pull on especially this side this arm mm-hmm. they'll pull on the mm-hmm. arm and like i want to smack them so bad because mm-hmm. this arm hurts yeah if you yank on it and but uh i mean they're, they're in that case they're kids they don't you know they, they don't mean mean to yeah. Yeah. hurt you yeah um but sometimes like bell said i get so grumpy that um yeah mm-hmm. it it comes yeah. out so just the just the understanding for people who I guess the easiest way to just ask, like, I mean, I may not want to go through everything and tell you what's going mm-hmm. on, yeah. but if if you ask, I will. That mm-hmm. way, you mm-hmm. under you have a better understanding. That's true. Um, and then right. you'll you'll know why I don't do certain things, or if like mm-hmm. if you knew me from a long time ago, you know why I don't go surfing or you know mm-hmm. pull engines out of cars and right do welding and stuff like that anymore so yeah um what are your positive parting thoughts to others in a similar situation and are kind of having this all negative thoughts uh see a shrink you need you need to you know for for real for real yeah you need to talk about it with a professional um so that they you can get the, the help that you need um there's a lot of uh I know a couple guys that uh, when uh, they got hurt and then they had to be um, like discharged or medically retired from the military that they the service yeah they um, killed themselves because oh yeah they did not go and get the help that they need or they right. stopped seeing the help the mm-hmm. psychologists or um, psychiatrists whatever and. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, they made the choice to quit to stop. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a sad yeah. part about that. Because you can't, you can't like like how I was for that one year. You can't. Well, you have to get out of the thought process mm-hmm. of I can't do this anymore. Yeah, think of what I can do. Right. Yeah. You have to yeah. do that, and I mean that, that's something that that Bell does all the time, like trying to get me to. You know, she understands my limitations, so she tries to get me to do things that that we can do together. Mm, but right. I'm just stubborn, and I'm like, no, I want to go to sleep. Kevin, uh, just one question that I forgot to ask a while ago. Um, during the change, I mean, was it it was it a light bulb moment, or it came slowly, like mm. one step at a time? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a it's a slow transition. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there might be people that it switches really quite really fast, but right for me. Like partly because of my stubbornness is it's more like easing into the the new life, the new normal. Yeah, new normal. And yeah, that's a that's a good way to the new normal. Yeah, and then you know just um, enjoying what you can do, mm-hmm. and ha- and finding finding well more finding joy in the things that you can do, so mm-hmm. that you're not dwelling on the past. I guess. Yeah, it, it all boils down to not giving up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of it is not giving up, but you 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 you, you do you just keep moving forward. I mean, there I'm sure there are people that have done it by themselves, but right. I think it's better to you know, yeah, to 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 ask for help to get yeah. help. Yeah, like I that's one thing I I have problems with. I don't like asking for help. 
I like mm. I like helping, but I don't like to ask for help. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think it's not just you. I think it's a guy thing. Yeah, no, it could be. I do. I don't like asking for help too. Or, or it's more. Yeah, it could be more like if if you're a independent, independent type of person, right? Right. Yeah. And you're used to person, yeah. accomplishing things by yourself. By your by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm grateful that you shared your experience because he filled in for a guest who had to reschedule. <laughs> I I like that I, I like that laugh because it was like <laughs> <laughs> it was I I was voluntold. <laughs> voluntold. Oh, that's a good word. <laughs> that's it everybody i want to say thank you for listening to our episode and thank you to my husband who shared his input and his experience salamat, again salamat. i like it like all we say here bye everybody that's a wrap it's a wrap it's a wrap it's a wrap bye guys bye 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 bye, bye. <laughs> 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 All right, I think stop the recording. <laughs>